that doesn't even understand what an SC Trojan is all about. Like, stop. Hi, I'm Brian Barnhart, voice of the Fighting Illini, and this is your home for Fighting Illini Sports. 98.9, the game. And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. Number four, Charles Barkley. Round, the loud, round, the mound, round of mound of rebound. Easy for me to say. And Eric Fry. Kumbaya, and it's all good. And- it's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. To another day, to another edition of the starting lineup here on this Friday. Not so fabulous Friday, a little wet Friday out there. Fabulous for the fishes. I guess so. That is uh, one way to describe it. And what's happening out there? Travis Sparks, Eric Fry hanging out with you, or hanging out with you until the next hour here on ESPN Radio. And coming up for your Friday edition of the uh, starting lineup. Of course, we're going to be hitting up on uh, some NCAA uh, tournament, a Sweet 16 action uh, from uh, last night. Uh, see if some uh, brackets were uh, busted last night and uh, see who's uh, still alive. And we'll have action uh, for the Sweet 16 uh, tonight as well. We'll get you set for that as well. We might peek in on the uh, women's bracket and uh, see how they're doing uh, coming up, uh, starting their Sweet 16 uh, tonight. We'll also hit up on uh, some uh, local sports. We were able to squeeze in uh, some games uh, yesterday and one crazy game between Altima and uh, Newton and we'll check in on that as well as we'll set the stage for today. Tell you all about the uh, postponements that are already coming in rolling in uh, for uh, today's action and get you set for the weekend as well in baseball and softball. We'll also hit up on some other national sports. We'll hit up on the NBA, NHL, and we'll get to MLB spring training as well. Take a look at that as we are less than, well, we're less than seven days. We're less than a week away from opening day from baseball. And so that means today we didn't even tell anybody about this, that we were going to start doing this, but uh, we need to start ramping up our MLB coverage. We already had a lot of coverage on the World Baseball Classic mm-hmm. this past week. So we need to ramp up our Major League Baseball coverage. And uh, we're going to do uh, one of our favorite things around here. We're going to start looking at each divisions. And we're going to take a look at them uh, today. And we're going to start with the World Series champions. And we're going to start with the Houston Astros division, the uh, AL and NL West, and we're going to preview both of those divisions coming up a little bit later on, and we'll get to that into the uh, podcast, and we'll also hit up on uh, some NASCAR in the pod and get to our NASCAR Pick'em game as well in the podcast as well. So uh, good show as always on lined up for you here again, set up for uh, the weekend. Hopefully that rain uh, stops uh, this weekend and we get a, a little 
reprieve from uh, that, but uh, we'll see and get you set for the schedule anyways. And, uh, of course, you can find that pod wherever you find your favorite podcast, iTunes, Spotify, the website, fmradio.com, and click on our podcast tab uh, there. And, of course, uh, the uh, starting lineup is uh, brought to you by uh, McMahon Meats, Stingley Insurance Agency, Worth Computer Repair, Wet Pools and Spas, and Teutopolis State uh, Bank. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's get it started, and uh, let's roll on in here today's show, and uh, let's break out the umbrellas, and uh, let's hit it up with First Things First. Before we get into the show, First things first. And we're starting it up in the uh, Sweet 16 uh, last night in uh, College of Basketball as uh, three of the four games were entertaining. Uh, that UConn game was kind of a blowout and kind of a stinker as uh, UConn just uh, throttled Arkansas 88-65. to uh, 65. As I saw the score at halftime, and I was like, well, I won that game. And uh, UConn was uh, pretty dominant. It looks like the experts know a little something about these uh, Huskies, and they were comparing them to, I can't remember, I think they were were comparing them to the 2014 team or uh, one of the other teams for UConn. And, you know, they're looking to get back to the uh, uh, national championship game. They've been compared to uh, that team there. I think it was like 2004 or something, 2003 maybe. 2004. I thought it was, but I was second-guessing myself there. But uh, UConn was uh, pretty dominant last night in uh, performance, advancing on to the Elite Eight uh, over Arkansas. So Huskies getting in there as the uh, four-seed onto the Elite Eight. They've won each of their first three games, Travis, by 15 points or more. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. I mean, they're just – They're dominant. They clicked it on at the right time. Yeah, that's why the experts were, were high on them. Uh, coming into uh, the uh, tournament, uh, possibly making a run here. So uh, they'll advance to the West Regional Final, and we'll talk about who they'll meet coming up here in just a second. But uh, the first game of the day, while that was kind of going on as well, on the other channel, the exciting game and potentially the game of the tournament as it was Kansas State getting the win over Michigan State in OT. Couldn't believe that. I thought I heard that this was the first overtime game of the entire tournament yeah but uh i guess it was and uh, kansas state ended up pulling it out there 98 93 over sparty and uh people making plays left and right clutch shots for both michigan state and kansas state and a high scoring affair there kansas state ended up outscoring uh sparty 16 to 11 in the extra session and how about uh, Noel for Kansas State, 19 assists, set an NCAA record mm-hmm. for most assists in a game uh, for the Wildcats of Kansas State. Yeah, and 13 of those 19, Travis, led to layups or dunks. He has 31 of those in the tournament. Yeah. The most in a single tournament since 2010 when ESPN started tracking that stat. Mm-hmm. Just incredible. He has 42 assists thus far in the tournament. Wow. It's the most by a large margin. Oh, yeah. So. 
Yeah, for sure. And how about that uh, pass in overtime, uh, kind of fake out of uh, arguing with the coach and then throwing up the no-look alley-oop, and it was a reverse dunk at that for uh, in the moment with the overtime on the line, the game on the line, and throw up a a no-look lob reverse Mm alley-oop and also fake argument with the coach as well to set it up so uh, man this was a highly entertaining game and uh, kind of one of the games that we were looking for in the NCAA tournament and we got it in Madison Square Garden last night we did it was it was a great atmosphere now you talk about Kansas State advanced lead eight for the 13th time first since 2018 however Travis the Wildcats have lost each of their last seven elite eight appearances dating back to 1970. Hmm. That is the most consecutive Elite Eight losses of all time. Wow. So, But their coach, uh, Jerome Tang, is in his first year, and he's one win away from the Final Four. Become, he would become the second coach to reach the Final Four in his first year after uh, Hubert Davis did it last year. Right, and it's remarkable what Kansas State has done this season as, of course, it's been talked about a lot uh, for every Wildcat game, but they were projected last yep. in the uh, Big 12 in the yep. preseason, and here they are advancing to uh, the Elite Eight. And I think it was Noel who ended up assisting on one of the baskets to help uh, Kansas State win in OT, but it was uh, the other guy who also stayed on at Kansas State when uh, the new coach uh, came on. So uh, that should be uh, said that the two guys that stuck around for this program are two of the guys that made uh, two of the biggest shots in last night. So uh, Michigan State bows out and the Big Ten bows out yep. as well. No what? more. No Final Four for the Big Ten? No more Big Ten teams remaining there. Then the second game in MSG was uh, Florida Atlantic getting the win over Tennessee, pulling off the upset as it was a 62-55 of 55 final. Volunteers looked like they had it there in the first half, and I thought that they were going to pull it off, but then a, a comeback by FAU ends up getting the win, and they outscored Tennessee 40-28 to 28 in the second half to come back and win over the Volunteers, knocking them out. Yeah, and let's. I want to look at this from two angles, starting with Tennessee, Travis. Tennessee has now lost to a lower seed each of its last five NCAA tournaments. Hmm. That's crazy, right? Yeah. That's not a good record to be having. It's no. the second longest streak and the only active streak going on. Tennessee led 39-33 with 12-30 to go, but FAU ended the game on a 29-16 run. That is wow. very good. Hmm. Very good. And uh, here's the other thing about Florida Atlantic, Travis. Uh, they advanced to their first Elite Eight in school history. The Owls entered this tournament having lost its only previous NCAA tournament game back in 2002. Yes, the Owls become the fourth team since the field expanded in 1985 to reach the Elite Eight after entering the year with no tournament wins. Wow. Now, unfortunately, the previous ones have all lost. Mm-hmm. St. Peter's lost in the Elite Eight. George Mason in 06 lost in the national semifinals. And Gonzaga in 99 lost in the Elite Eight. So, if Florida Atlantic can keep it going, they would make uh, some history. Oh, man, that would be uh, crazy. Whoever penciled in FAU in the Final Four, mm-hmm. good on you. And don't forget, Florida Atlantic is the eighth team from the Conference USA to reach the Elite Eight, first since Memphis in 08, although that was later vacated. But none of the Conference sure. USA schools to reach the Elite Eight are still in the conference. Memphis three times, Louisville twice, Marquette, Cincinnati, and the Owls will leave for the AAC next season. Yeah, so I was say. they're leaving a- they after this mentioning. year. Yeah. So uh, 
Conference USA has all these teams up here, and none of them are with Conference USA anymore. <laughs> yeah, they're all getting out it's of like there. it's a springboard to get to a bigger conference. I guess so, yeah. Oh, man. So uh, it'll be FAU against uh, Kansas State in the uh, regional final coming up on a Saturday to see who advances uh, to uh, the uh, final four in Houston. And then we started off the night with Kansas State and Michigan State in OT, and then we finished it with a, a great game as well out in Vegas as it was Gonzaga hanging on and pulling it out all at the same time as they beat UCLA 79-76 as this game was uh, pretty crazy uh, to watch as UCLA looked like they had it in hand and then a big run by Gonzaga. I want to say at one point 22-4, if not more of a run than that, but Gonzaga comes back and they ended up taking the lead and they thought they had it. I thought that this was going to be a cruise victory for Gonzaga, but no, and not to be UCLA did a masterful job of coming back, and uh, their coach also did a masterful job of trying to extend the game as much as possible, and UCLA ended up tying the game there at one point, and I thought that, and then they hit a go-ahead three as well, and I was a little worried about my bracket, but it's not done yet. It's not busted yet. As Gonzaga makes a deep three from the Madness logo, mm-hmm. and they ended up getting the win by three. Julian Swather, Swather, yes. Six seconds left, but Travis, we should not be surprised. Ah, uh, yeah. There's Thursday some history. was the fourth UCLA Gonzaga meeting in the NCAA tournament. In three of the four, the go-ahead basket was made in the final ten seconds. Mm-hmm. This this has happened before with these two teams. Yeah, it's something about you know they're going to have a close together. close game. And Drew yeah. Timmy, thirty six points, thirteen rebounds. His thirty six points are tied for the most by a Gonzaga player in the NCAA tournament game. He now has ten twenty point games in the NCAA tournament. That is the most all time. Mm-hmm. Wow, that is impressive. Gonzaga, by the way, twenty four and one in games when Timmy scores twenty five points or more. Mm-hmm. That is, again, very, very good. But, yeah, you mentioned UCLA led by as many as 13 points. But Gonzaga doesn't get down when they get down, as they've won six straight games when trailing by double digits, including two in this tournament. They were down hmm. to TCU in the round of 32 on, uh, right. as well. This is the second largest comeback of the season when they trailed by 14 against Santa Clara. And, as you said, UCLA was up seven with 12.34 to go. And then they didn't make a field goal for the next 11-20 of game time. Missed 11 straight shots, and that's how Gonzaga got back in this thing. Gonzaga now, as you mentioned, will face UConn. And they're going to meet for the second time in the tournament. First coming in the Elite Eight back in 1999 when the Huskies won. That was just Gonzaga's second NCAA tournament's appearance in school history. And their first of 24 in a row. Mm. Yep, and that'll be the second game on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. So that should be good. And... Nine for 17 from the free throw line is Gonzaga. If they make some of those free throws, including Drew Timmy making some at the line, this yep. game doesn't – Doesn't be – yeah. It's not that close. And we're not – we weren't set up for that exciting finish and whatnot. I guess Gonzaga just likes to make it interesting. And they do. Likes yep. to give yep. people uh, some uh, Something to talk heart about. attacks, yeah. I guess. <laughs> but Gonzaga <laughs> pulls it out. I think they're more comfortable when they're – trailing or in close games okay. obviously doesn't affect them they keep winning these games right yep and uh, they ended up getting it done over the Bruins 
last night. So uh, action continues in the, the uh, Sweet 16 uh, this evening in Louisville. We got the uh, five seed uh, San Diego State taking on the number one overall seed Alabama. And uh, they're at 5.30 this evening. Bama favored by seven and a half points in this one. Then the next game in Kansas City, it's the five seed of Miami against the one seed Houston. And Houston currently favored by seven and a half points right now. And then in the second game in Louisville, it's the 15th seed of Princeton. Can they keep this run going? Or will the sixth seed Creighton advance on to the Elite Eight? And currently right now, Creighton, nine and a half point favorites. Uh, against the Tigers of Princeton. And then uh, the uh, second game in Kansas City will be a three-seed Xavier against the two-seed Texas. Texas currently favored by four and a half points for tonight. So uh, we'll see who advances to the Elite Eight out of this one. And uh, cheering for uh, Princeton tonight. Hopefully they can get it done. Oh, yeah. I want them, you know... Uh, I want them to keep going as long as they can. Yeah, but then that would be uh, they would be up against Alabama potentially next, and Alabama might just cakewalk to the Final Four at that point. But hey, you don't know that. Yeah, I mean, if Creighton's favored by nine and a half, what's Bama going to be if those two match up? It doesn't matter. Princeton's shown it doesn't matter who's favored. I know. We've had so many upsets. Michigan State was favored yesterday. They went down. Yeah. So. Don't know why they were favored. Well, Tom Izzo. <laughs> I guess. In March. Tom Izzo in March. I do, li- I do like Princeton, though, plus nine and a half tonight. Oh, yeah. Why wouldn't you? That's what I feel, would take. Feel it. You're feeling mm-hmm. it. Yep, that's what because I would take. I, we- think, I think when I looked this up in earlier in the week, I took all the underdogs. Well, as we talked earlier, you know, we've talked about it before, Travis. Princeton's playing with house money. Oh, no yeah. one expected them to get here. No one expected them to win their first game. No. Let alone possibly an Elite Eight appearance. So they can play as loose, using Coach Underwood's term, they can play loose. Mm-hmm. They play with no pressure because no matter what happens from here on in, it's a win. Yeah, that's true. So I, I think that helps them more than anything so uh, three of the four games were entertaining last night and hopefully uh, these are just as entertaining this evening and we'll be back on monday to tell you about them and i guess uh, for the uh, final four coming up as well all right uh, let's uh, step away and uh, come back talking some uh, local sports some local baseball and uh, softball and uh, get you all the cancellations for today and get you set for the weekend as well coming up next here on the star lineup from the 98.9 The Game Studios, the starting lineup. We'll be right back. If you served in the Vietnam, Gulf War, or post-9-11 eras, you may be eligible for expanded VA benefits. A new law known as the PACT Act provides disability compensation, health care, free toxic exposure screens, and more to veterans who were exposed to toxins during their military service. You can submit a claim for your PACT Act-related benefits now. Claims received by August 10th, 2023 may be paid back to August 10th, 2022. Visit va.gov forward slash PACT to learn more and file your claim. 
Great deals are springing up everywhere at Rule King. So come on in and save. Take $20 off Kentucky Tall Fescue Grass Seed, now only $99.99 a bag. And feed that green with Greenskeeper Secret Fertilizer for just $17.99 a 40-pound bag. Plus save $2 on Valvoline Premium Conventional Oil and various weights, now just $20.99 for a 5-quart container. Enjoy these savings and more at RuleKing.com or your neighborhood Rule King. America's farm and home store. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, thinking about gas mileage? You know, changing your oil with a full synthetic oil like Mobile One can help your engine get more miles. Right now, you can get five quarts with an STP Extended Life oil filter for only $38.99. Get started on your next job today with the parts you need when you need them at AutoZone or AutoZone.com. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Lanny went to college and racked up huge debt. A little bit over $100,000. For a degree he couldn't use? Now what? I had a friend that went to my computer career and they talked to me about it. He was done in just months. I did do it on Highly after graduation. One of the things I love about IT is that you can work from anywhere you want. You could become an IT pro in just months with zero experience at My Computer Career. It worked for me and I know it can work for you. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. Lowe's MVP's bonus days are back for pros. Right now, buy a DeWalt 20-volt max power stack battery two-pack at $199 and get a select DeWalt Bear tool free. Plus, earn three times the bonus points on all Metabo HPT tools and products. Shop even more savings and bonus points offers during MVP's bonus days at Lowe's. Bonus points calculated before taxes and fees after applicable discounts, if any. About 320 through 331. Subject to change. Selection varies by location. While supplies last. Discount taken in time of purchase. Visit Lowe's.com slash MVP's bonus points for details. At Progressive, we love sports and saving you money, so we bundled them together. The final horse now in the gate, and they're off. They're starting off with a double toe loop jump, leaving a difficult 7-10 split. As this movement on the inside rail. Only nine pins separate them now as they head to the final quarter mile. They're neck and neck. It's down to the last frame. Here comes the actual jump. They bundle their home and auto insurance with Progressive. Win, strike, savings, gold. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. And now, is this really what we're talking about today? Because if it is, I'm going to leave. The starting lineup. Like, this is ridiculous. All right, (laughs) we'll get back on track. Sports podcast talking about phones. Give me a break. On 98.9 The Game. This is ridiculous. Give me a break. Welcome back in to the starting lineup, 98.9, the game, ESPN Radio. Let's check in on some local sports from yesterday and had a lot of cancellations, have a lot of cancellations for today, but we'll get to those cancellations in just a second, but yesterday in the NTC, this game got in and it was a wild one, it was a slugfest between Newton and Altamont as Newton ended up winning this one by the final of 14 to 13. Both teams had 12 hits in this one as it was both teams getting on the board in the first inning as it was tied one to one. 
Altamont got a, another run in the second inning, and it was 2-1. to one. And then the scoring started four in the top of the third to uh, give the uh, the um, Indians a 6-1 to one lead. And uh, then uh, Newton comes back and scores three in the bottom of the frame, and I made it 6-4 to four at that point. Three in the top of the fourth for Altamont and made it nine to four. And then Newton comes all the way back in the bottom of the fourth to score five to tie it up at nine. And then in the bottom of the fifth, three more runs for Newton to make it 12 to nine. Four in the top of the sixth for Altamont to make it 13 to 12. And then two runs in the sixth inning for Newton to finally get them on top 14 to 13 as everybody picking up RBIs or two people mainly for Newton Meinhardt five RBIs in uh, this one and including a two for two at the play uh, reach he had uh, four RBIs including three for four at the play as well and we had uh, Newton Inhorn getting the win as he gets the win in relief one inning one hit and uh, nothing else across the board. No runs, no walks either. And so uh, he gets the dub for the Eagles. As for Altima on the other side, uh, let's see here. We had uh, Shepard. He drove in a free ru- uh, four runs. He was two for three at the dish. We also had Eli Miller get two RBIs. Kata uh, Miller had an RBI. Jared Hammer as well. And uh, Siebert with an RBI as well. And a high-scoring affair there with uh, Newton and Altman. And uh, Robinson takes the loss in uh, this one as uh, one inning, two runs, two hits, two Ks as well. So uh, Newton, high-scoring offensive affair there, picking up the win over Altman yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. I saw that score, and I was like, that has to be a typo. That has to be. Nope, it was not. Uh, so yeah, the box for, score was just as insane. First of all, glad they got that game in. Sure, yeah. It was hit or miss in a lot of these communities, and today doesn't look very good. Saturday doesn't look very good. Monday doesn't look very good. So they got to try and get these games in whenever they can. Right, yeah, and a lot of games have already been canceled uh, for today. And also the other game that I got in in the NTC, or at least an NTC team, North Clay, they got the win over Edwards County, a 7-6 in eight innings, as it was uh, Zimdars, Booz, and Warren putting in uh, some uh, nice performances at the plate. And also Ian Jones closes it out and gets two innings to uh, get the win for North Clay, their second win of the spring, now 2-1. and one. Other games uh, for the NTC involving them, Santhony and Sullivan canceled. Weber Township and Brownstown canceled. Cumberland and CHBC was canceled as well. Winchester Two Straws and uh, Sarah Gordo was actually moved to uh, Saturday. And the Little Illini, Casey and uh, Totopolis, that one was canceled. Uh, we also had in the South Central, uh, Carlisle defeat Nicomas 10 to nothing, and North Mac over Springfield Lutheran 14 to three, and Staunton over Lebian 15 to nothing, and Piasaw over Alton 8 to two, and that was it. All the games that I got in yesterday, uh, at least in baseball. In a softball, we had Altamont get the win over Greenville 8 to two. In the uh, Little Line, Newton got the win over Dietrich at 12 to one. 
And in the NTC, other games that were canceled, North Clay, Clay City against Edwards County, and Odin and St. Elmo Brownstown were canceled. FEM and Casey was canceled as well. Paris and Oblong canceled. Christian or Charleston against Teutopolis canceled. We had uh, Macon Meridian and Arcola canceled. Lincoln Prairie, Bismarck Henny, they defeated Heritage 1-0. South Central Conference, Staunton defeated Lebian 19-6. And Litchfield overall, Marquette 21-4. And we had that track meet at FEM uh, get canceled as well for yesterday. Local sports, weather permitting it today. We already have... Uh, all the games with the NTC teams uh, canceled. FEM and Altamont canceled. Oka Valley, Brownstown, and St. Emil canceled. Dietrich, CHBC canceled. Mount Carmel and North Clay canceled as well. Little line eye games so far. Paris and Cumberland, that has already been uh, called off. And Newton and Charleston, Charleston, and that has been postponed until Monday. And so they hopefully will get in then. Flora is supposed to square off with Robinson and Olney at Centralia. Apollo, you got Springfield Southeast at Mattoon. Central Illinois, you got Arthur Lovington, Atwood Hammond, and Central A&M already canceled. Tuscola, Sarah Gordo, Annenberg, Warrensboro, Latham, Megan Meridian, and Leroy. Decatur, St. Teresa at Macomb. South Central Conference, Hillsborough at Rochester. Breeze Central at Staunton. Piasol at Roxana. Gillespie at Father McGivney. In a softball in the NTC today, we have St. Elmo Brownstown and Martinsville already be postponed. They're going to make that up or try to April 3rd. Dietrich and CHBC canceled. Paris at Cumberland and softball is also canceled. We have in the Apollo, Mount Zion and Teutopolis, Williamsville, Lincoln, Central Illinois Conference, Sullivan and Pena, Clint and Murrow, Forsyth, uh, uh, Arthur Lovington, Atwood Hammond at Heritage in the Lincoln Prairie Conference, Rantoul at Blue Ridge, South Central Conference, Greenville at Hillsboro, Auburn hosting Carlin, or Collinville, Gillespie at Jerseyville, Pawnee at Litchfield, and are supposed to have a, a track meet. They're at Illinois Wesleyan with a Newton and a Brownstown and St. Elmo being a couple of teams that are supposed to be participating in that up there. And uh, local sports for a Saturday. Uh, Greenville is supposed to be hoping, uh, hosting its topless and uh, Columbia, and they'll each play games there. NTC, it's uh, Breeze Central and uh, St. Anthony, as uh, that's already been uh, flip-flopped as St. Anthony is now traveling to uh, Breeze Central. Altamont at Central A&M, Yoga at Arthur, North Clay at uh, Jacksonville Root, and they'll also play another team up there in Jacksonville as well. Robinson and Sarah Gordo, they'll be there at Windsor's Two Straws, and it'll be in Windsor for a round-robin tournament. Little Illini, you got Payne at Newton, Shelbyville, and Oak Forest at Marshall. Casey hosting Sullivan, Tri-County at Paris. Apollo, you got FEM, Mount Vernon, and a Troy Triad in a triple header. They all play each other. Uh, Mount Zion and Rochester, Normal University at Muhammad. Eureka at Lincoln, Central Illinois Conference, Tuscola at Oakwood, Warrensburg, Latham at Decatur, Eisenhower, Clint at Ridgeview, Brimfield, Lewistown is at Decatur, St. Therese, so they'll all play each other. South Central Conference, Breeze Modern Day, Vandalia, they'll all be at South Central uh, playing each other. Freeburg, Nashville, all at Hillsboro. Lincoln Prairie, Inberg at Oka Valley, Decatur, LSA at Decatur, MacArthur, and Fisher. In Argenta, in baseball, we are in softball. We got in the NTC is St. Anthony and Sullivan at Mulberry Grove, Altamont Topless at Fairfield, North Clay, Clay City at Hudsonville, South Central at Casey, Little Illini 
uh, tournament as uh, South Central will be there in Casey, like I mentioned. But Mount Zion, Champaign Central, Oakwood will be participating in that Casey tournament as well. Robinson, Westville at Paris, Apollo Conference, Wizards, Two Straws at Mattoon, and Galesburg hosting Muhammad Seymour, Olympia at Lincoln, Charleston, Monticello, Central Illinois Conference, got Mar- Marshall and Paxton, Buckley, Loda at Tuscola, Lincoln Prairie, Leroy at Argenta. South Central Conference, you got Stone at Trenton, Wesleyan, Carlinville at North Green, and Lincolnwood and Springfield, Lamphere at North Mac, all playing each other there. All of the schedule there, and we'll try to keep you up to date as best as possible with all the cancellations mm-hmm. of these games that we have on the website, fiamaria.com. Just click on our local sports tab, and we'll have those for you. And if there's any games that happen this weekend, We'll tell you about them on Monday. All right, so uh, let's uh, step away and uh, come back talking about the NBA and the NHL from uh, last night all on the way here on the starting lineup. Back to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. We need to figure out what we're going to talk about the next segment. In 2020, Illinois had 270 motor vehicle accidents involving farm tractors or farm equipment. Five of these resulted in a fatality. Hello, this is your Effingham County Sheriff Paul Coons. As we begin to see warm spring weather, farmers will be in the fields. As you go about your daily travels, remember, it only takes moments to overtake a farm tractor while you are traveling at highway speeds. Slow down and approach with caution when you meet a farm implement. Let's have a safe spring and consider the life you save could be your own. You might watch your bottom line shrink if you don't account for burglaries, on-site accidents, and other unpredictable misfortunes at your business. Pekin Insurance offers comprehensive business coverage that lets you focus on what's important, employees, profits, and peace of mind. Ask your local Pekin Insurance agent about commercial insurance products or learn more at PekinInsurance.com. In Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Hello there. My name is Seychelle, and what makes the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich original to me is the punch of flavors that's unlike any other. You get the crispy tenderness of the chicken and that hint of sourness from the pickles. (laughs) Ta-da! Hey, I'm Juan, and what makes the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich original to me is you know you're going to get chicken that's crispy, golden, and juicy. This is the gold standard of chicken sandwiches. Order the original Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich on the Chick-fil-A app today. Real customers paid for their testimonials. Are you working way too hard for way too little? There's never been a better time to consider a career in IT. You could enjoy a recession-resistant career in a rewarding field with plenty of growth opportunities and often flexible work environments. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation. You could start your new career in months, not years. Take classes online or on campus, and financial aid is available to qualified students, including the GI Bill. Now is the time. mycomputercareer.edu. And now, the starting lineup. The Memphis, Memphis, turn around three for Douglas. We're going to overtime. On 98.9, the game. Eric Fry, Sports Center Update. The Blues scored three goals in the second period during a 4-3 win over the Detroit Red Wings. The Blues are now on a four-game point streak 
They remain sixth place in the Central Division with 70 points and a 33-6 record. St. Louis visits Anaheim tomorrow night. St. Louis City SC goes for their fifth win in a row when they visit Real Salt Lake at America First Field tomorrow night. City earned a 3-0 victory over San Jose last Saturday, and the club has won all four of their matches in their first season at the MLS level. St. Louis is in first place in the Western Conference with 12 points, which is five points clear of any other squad in the conference. Tomorrow's match kicks off at 8.30 p.m. The Blackhawks surrendered a pair of goals in every period during a 6-1 loss to Washington Capitals at Capital one arena. The Blackhawks remain last place in Central Division with 54 points and a 24-41-6 record. They visit Minnesota tomorrow. The Bulls begin a three-game road trip with a contest against the Portland Trail Blazers tonight. The Bulls had their three-game winning streak snapped during a 116-91 loss to the 76ers on Wednesday. Chicago's 10th place in the Eastern Conference, the 34-38 record. The Bears are continuing to bring in fresh faces as the team signed linebacker Dylan Cole to a one-year deal yesterday. Cole's entering his seventh season in the NFL. He made 64 tackles and had one sack and eight starts over 15 appearances with the Titans last season. And the Cubs got an 11-1 win over the Arizona Diamondbacks in spring training yesterday. Welcome back in to the starting lineup here on 98.9 ESPN Radio. Travis Sparks here, Eric Fry over there handling the uh, sports center hits and uh, coming up uh, soon we'll be talking about MLB and MLB uh, spring training and we'll be uh, previewing the uh, West divisions yeah. today to uh, start our quest for division quest previews. In the West. Quest to uh, opening day. That's what we have here on the uh, starting lineup. So uh, one of our favorite things and at the very end of our division previews we'll get our Playoffs, World Series picks, and uh, some award picks as well coming up a little bit later next week. Let's talk about the NBA from uh, last night here. Uh, Magic, they got the win over the uh, Knicks, 111-106. to So, uh, Knicks losing to the Magic. Yeah. Mm, man. Not good. No, and the team that they're battling with in the uh, playoff seeds is uh, the Cavs as they got the two-point win over the Nets, 116-114, as it was a game winner just before the buzzer for the uh, Cavs to get the win. Um, Mobley led the way for Cleveland. He had 26 points, 16 rebounds in last night's win. Uh, Pelicans, 115 uh, over the Hornets, 96 points. And it was the Clippers getting the win over the Thunder, 127-105. to Kawhi Leonard goes for 32 points. And I don't think that was a very significant injury or as significant as it could be as uh, Paul George will be uh, reevaluated in a few weeks mm-hmm. uh, for uh, that knee injury they suffered the other night. So, uh, fortunately for the uh, Clippers, uh, that's good news for Paul George. Yeah, very good. More so for the Clippers. More so for the Clippers as they try to stay alive in that West. And I say that even though I know they're comfortable right there now. But like we said, two games and you're on the outside looking in. Right, yeah. As uh, they're currently the fifth seed right now in the West. That was it from the NBA Last night, uh, games coming up uh, tonight. You got the Pacers against the Celtics, Spurs against the Wizards, uh, Pistons, Raptors, Rockets against the uh, Grizzlies again, uh, Hornets and Mavericks, Bucks, Jazz, 76ers, Warriors, Bulls are out west in Portland to take on the Trailblazers, Suns, Kings, and Thunder and Lakers 
closing it out uh, tonight. And it looks like uh, LeBron could play in the final week of the uh, regular season for the Lakers. So good news uh, for the other L.A. team there, the Lakers. I mean, they're they're trying, but they are. Uh, give and, it up. You know, they're in the ninth spot right now. Give it up. I mean, I you got Dallas, L.A., Pelicans, all 13, all right there uh, for the 8 through 10 spots. So they're basically tied for that. And even the Thunder, they're on the outside looking in, but they uh, only – they're kind of technically tied as well, but I guess some tiebreakers gives yeah. them the outs, and uh, the Jazz are only a half game out as well. So very crowded over there in the West. We did have more teams uh, clinch as the 76ers have clinched the playoff spot in the East, and so has Boston. So top three seeds are uh, locked in from uh, that aspect of mm-hmm. into the uh, – regular playoffs um and uh grizzlies did clinch their division as well oh boy. just recently so uh hornets and the spurs both officially eliminated from playoff contention spurs are trash recently. get out of here pop <laughs> yeah not uh not so good there uh games on saturday you got the pacers and hawks and nets against the heap bucks against the nuggets 76ers, Suns, Jazz, Kings, and Pelicans, and the Clippers as well. A couple of intriguing matchups there. And on a Sunday, you got the Bulls continuing their West Coast swing, and they'll be in L.A. to take on the Lakers on Sunday. Mavs, Hornets, Grizzlies, Hawks, Spurs, Celtics, Rockets, Cavs, Nets, Magic, Wizards, Raptors, Thunder, Blazers, and the T-Wolves against the Warriors to wrap things up on Sunday night there. Warriors uh, clinging to that uh, last spot before the play-in. Uh, currently, Minnesota is right behind them, so crucial game on a Sunday for their aspect. Uh, the Kings are probably one of the next teams to uh, clinch a, a spot, and uh, Grizzlies have three and a half. They're three and a half back of the uh, Nuggets for the top seed in the West, maybe. Probably won't happen, but uh, up top in the Eastern Conference is pretty tight, too. Celtics trail by two and a half, and the 76ers trailed Milwaukee by three games right now. Uh, the Nets are a half game back of the uh, sixth spot, uh, so they're in the play-in right now. There's three games between the Nets and Hawks, as the Hawks are in the eighth spot. The Raptors, they are in the ninth spot, and currently... It's the uh, Bulls yep. by one and a half games over the uh, Pacers for that last spot in the play-in. Yeah, and so Bulls will be the first ones out, so look forward to that. <laughs> yeah, you never know. By the yeah. way, I totally forgot. You know how we were talking about uh, you can't win uh, an NBA championship with Alex Caruso as your starting point guard? Mm-hmm. Don't have to worry about that because I forgot the Bulls have Patrick Beverly as their starting point guard. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Alex Caruso is a starting shooting guard. Pat Bev. No room for Io on the floor, so. Nope. <sighs> no more room for Io. Nope. Which is a shame. Yeah. Get him out there. Uh, so, uh, like Eric was saying in the NHL from last night, the uh, Blues, they got the win over the uh, Red Wings. Also in the, the NHL, the Flyers, they beat the Wild in a shootout 5-4. to four. Uh, Bruins get another one. They get their 55th win of the season. They beat the Canadians 4-2. to two. 
Uh, the Rangers uh, get by the Hurricanes 2-1. to one. Couple goals in the second and third period. Get it done for New York. Maple Leafs win over the Panthers 6-2. Austin Matthews with a couple of goals for Toronto. Senators all over the Lightning 7-2. It was the Capitals all over the Blackhawks as well as Eric mentioned the 6-1. to The Predators beat the Kraken in a shootout 2-1. to The Knights over the Flames 3-2. to Stars also over the Penguins 3-2. to and the Jets over the Ducks, 3-2 as well. Canucks, 7-2 over the uh, Sharks to wrap things up from last night. Let's see, uh, games uh, going on uh, this evening in uh, the NHL. You got the Devils against the Sabres, Islanders, Blue Jackets, Coyotes, and Avalanche. So you got kind of the haves and have-nots yeah. matchups. Buffalo's a little closer than all the other teams, but that's how it always happens towards the end of the year in any sport. You always feel yeah. like you have the good teams facing off against the the good teams and the bad against the bad. Yeah, sometimes that that happens. Uh, games going on on Saturday in the NHL. The Blues are out uh, west as well to take on the uh, Ducks in Anaheim. Lightning is squaring off against the uh, Bruins at high noon. You also got the Red Wings, Flyers, Kraken, Predators, or Sharks, Flames, Jets, Kings, Rangers, Panthers, Blackhawks, Wild, Sabres, Islanders, uh, Maple Leafs, Hurricanes, Canucks, Stars, Blue Jackets, Canadians, Senators, Devils, and you got the matchup on ABC in primetime at a 7 o'clock. It's Sid the Kid against the Grade 8, Alex Ovechkin. It's the Capitals against the uh, Penguins, renewing uh, that rivalry. And the Knights are also in Edmonton to take on the Oilers on Saturday as well. So a couple of good matchups there late at night, especially the one on ABC with Washington and Pittsburgh mm-hmm. squaring off. Always fun when uh, those two guys square off. On a Sunday, uh, the uh, Blues are in L.A. to take on the Kings. Um, Avalanche are up against the Coyotes, the Bruins, Hurricanes, Canucks, Blackhawks, and the Maple Leafs, and the Predators as well. So uh, also with the NHL season winding down here as I – uh, saw a promotion on ESPN the other day that it'll start on April 18th, the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. So not very long to no, go at all. Less than a month. Yeah. Uh, currently right now the uh, Penguins are the second wild card spot, and that's an important one for the Capitals because they trail by four in that department of the last wild card spot. Uh, Boston, obviously, they've clinched the playoff berth, uh, so as uh, Carolina – as well, but no one has yet to clinch in the Western Conference. Uh, Golden Knights look like they've taken a stranglehold of the number one spot. Uh, currently, uh, Stars and the Kings are both with 92 points there. Uh, the Jets, they're currently in that second wild card spot, and they're in pretty good shape as they're five games up on the uh, Predators in the points department there. And I think that uh, the last time that we checked, the only other team that's been eliminated from playoff contention is the Ducks. So no hope there. And uh, the uh, Jets, well, they're 15 points up on the Blues in that Mm. department. So probably not going to happen. Probably not. But don't give up, Travis. You got to believe. For a little bit. I... 
I'm going to be honest, though, with everybody, this is kind of the least interested I've been in uh, the Blues season in I've noticed quite a that. while. Yeah. Uh, it's not been a lot of bright spots uh, for me, and not been a lot of bright spots in fantasy hockey either, but uh, that's neither here. Notice from the lack of talk there. about it. Yeah. Yeah. Been a rough go of things for your boy mm. on the ice. Mm. Hopefully uh, it is not a, a bad season in a major league of baseball and we'll talk about uh, spring training and uh, we'll uh, start to uh, preview of the uh, divisions. We'll see if we can get to that uh, coming up with the AL and NL West as we uh, have our quest till opening day. And that's all coming up next to close out the show. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Imagine the possibilities with Teutopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk with your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. If you enjoy working outdoors, RC Buildings in Altamont is looking for experienced carpenters. Starting wage based on experience, $20 to $25 per hour with benefits. Local year-round work Monday through Friday must have driver's license, be able to work heights, and physically fit. Apply at rcbuildings.com or call 618-483-5204. They're located five miles south of Altamont. Building post-frame building for 48 years. Take your first shot at hoops with FanDuel Sportsbook. Sign up today by going to FanDuel.com slash play and make every moment more with FanDuel. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. And now, the starting lineup. With the five wins, I think they'll have enough playoff points. This is Marty Stock at Hoover's Plus with some money-saving ideas. Start with a great... On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the uh, start of lineup. Here on 98.9, we're only here on 98.9, we say a smidge a bit longer as uh, coming up in the uh, pod, we'll be uh, talking about and uh, previewing the uh, NL and AL West divisions and our predictions start in the pod, so make sure mm-hmm. you stick around uh, for uh, that, but uh, let's hit up on the uh, spring training uh, scoreboard uh, from uh, yesterday, and uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm not paying as close attention to other team scores, but 
Uh, the Cardinals tie again. This seems like it's every day. Three in a row. Three in a row. Good gravy. As it's the Cardinals and Yankees, they tied at one. It wasn't even a high-scoring affair either. Nope. And uh, three hits as well. Both teams were able to uh, scrape across. So another tie for the Cardinals yesterday. And uh, the uh, Red Sox, uh, their match, or they beat the Pirates 7-4. to four. Uh, There we go. There's another tie. Mets and Braves tied at two. Uh, Blue Jays lost to, or they won against the Twins, three to nothing. Phillies four to one over the uh, Tigers. Uh, Cubs uh, they uh, dominated the Diamondbacks eleven to one yesterday, really putting it on Arizona. Mm-hmm. The other team from uh, Chicago, the White Sox, they fell to the Giants a six to three, and that's why the Diamondbacks lost because they split. They split. It is a split game. They won their other game with the Dodgers eleven to five. So probably sent everyone to. Take on the Dodgers, and they send the Scrubs. Yep. And take on the Cubbies. To be fair, Travis, who are the good people on the Diamondbacks? Uh, they have a, they have some young talent that I was that I was looking at that we'll get into with the okay. West preview. Okay. So, uh, do I think that they're going to win the division or anything? But they got some young talent. All right. Uh, the uh, Brewers they beat the Padres four to two in uh, the Padres split game as they also beat the Royals six to three in San Diego. Uh, there's another tie: Tigers and or- uh, Orioles eight to eight. Astros beat the Nats five to four. Guardians ten to nothing over the Giants. Another tie seven seven. So looks like I have more ties than I thought. This look, looks like Father's Day out there. <laughs> ties everywhere. I like it. Uh, Mariners a 17 to six over the uh, Reds, and we got spring training uh, baseball later on uh, today here on uh, this uh, station as we got it all weekend long gearing up for the uh, regular season to begin, and we got uh, the Nationals uh, today at 4:55 will be uh, the uh, start time today here, and then on a Saturday it'll be against the uh, Marlins at 11 to 55, and then uh, wake up with some breakfast as it's the Cardinals and Nationals. On Sunday, nine fifty-five will so begin early. coverage. <laughs> I don't know why, but the coverage will begin at nine fifty-five here on ninety-eight-nine. So I don't get why three days in a row of Cardinals spring and training baseball. Uh, there we have three of the four remaining uh, spring training games uh, for you coming up, and it starts uh, this weekend, and uh, also. Uh, Today, uh, the Twins and Yankees starting up in a little bit. So will the Mets and Rays, White Sox A's, Brewers, Dodgers, Giants, Royals, Rangers against the Cubs, Reds against the Diamondbacks, Rockies, Brewers, Angels, Padres, Braves, Red Sox, Yankees will be against Baltimore as well. Pirates, Tigers, uh, Phillies, Jays, Astros, Marlins, Cubs will also be against the Guardians and the A's against the uh, Mariners there as I saw there off to the side. I thought it happened yesterday, but uh, Phillies got another blow mm-hmm. yesterday as it uh, looks like uh, Hoskins, the starting first baseman, went down with a bad knee injury and got carted off the field. And it was revealed late last night that he's going to be out uh, for the whole season with an ACL injury. Once again, you hate to see it, but at least it happened during a Phillies game. Yes, so. so. Yeah, so. Uh, we'll see what uh, that places the uh, Phillies yeah. in later on in the week. Uh, well, later on week. in the week, yeah. So uh, we'll be previewing the East at some point mm-hmm. uh, next week. 
there. And, of course, uh, already a Phillies without Bryce Harper, at least yeah. for the first half of the season. So we'll see where that puts him in already competitive AL East hmm. as well. Possibly. I mean, at least. The NL East have been hit with a lot of injuries in this, this offseason spring training. Yeah. I think that the – I don't really remember anyone from the Braves. There's, really. I was going to say there's one team that hasn't been. Yeah, and say I think the Braves. And it's the team that was pretty skate. good to start with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we'll uh, take a look at that uh, coming up, and we'll also uh, take a look at the uh, AL West. That's where yep. we have the uh, World Series champions, uh, the Houston Astros in the AL West. And, and of course, uh, ESPN ranked the top 100 players, and uh, the Angels have two the, of the two, top 10. The two top two. Oh. Mm-hmm. One and two. And so they may finish 500 this year. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. They haven't for like five years we'll or whatever. see if they can put it together. And then the NL West, of course, has the uh, Dodgers, who just, I think they won 120 games last year. Yep. There's only 111, but. It felt like 120. And then uh, they didn't even win a playoff series. Nope. <laughs> Thanks, Dodgers. Uh, that you know, West uh, should be uh, uh, competitive yep. with uh, at least the uh, San Diego and the Dodgers again, but uh, we'll see where they stack up coming up in the uh, pod, and we'll also hit up on a NASCAR in the podcast yep. as well, and play our NASCAR pick'em and, game as well, and an anniversary that Travis is not gonna forget. An anniversary, yes. Okay. This day, about that. this day in sports history. And then we got loaded this day in sports history because we got to cover today and the weekend as and well. And the weekend, that's right. There's so. a lot of sports histories. All right. So we'll we'll get to that all in the uh, pod. And uh, so we'll be back on a Monday here and we'll be uh, previewing uh, more Major League Baseball divisions. And uh, we'll also be back to recap NASCAR. And we'll be back to recap the NCAA tournament that happens this weekend and as we'll well. And we'll talk girls tournament in the pod as well. Oh, girls tournament. Yes, I said that I would mention it, and I uh, did not in the first segment. So uh, we'll mention that as well. All right, so uh, have a, a great weekend. Hopefully uh, the uh, baseball and uh, softball games can get some games in on a Saturday, and we'll be back for you on Monday, and we'll also have the top three moments from the sports weekend as well coming up on Monday. So have a good weekend, and we will catch you in the pod. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the starting lineup. Welcome in to the overtime of the starting lineup. And it's Travis Sparks, Eric Fry, still hanging out with you. Mm-hmm. And we still got stuff to uh, talk about. We got a lot of stuff yeah. to uh, talk about in the pod because we're previewing two divisions today to start our quest for opening day in Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. And it's the American League of West and a National League West as well coming up before your previewing pleasure just a little bit and also we got to get to our nascar pick'em game as well and the ncaa women's tournament as well yep 
all coming up here in the pod. So yep. got a lot to get to. So is there anything on sports center that you want to yeah, clean up? Let's get going. The annual NFL owners meetings are set to begin in Phoenix on Sunday. One of the main items on the agenda will be a possible finalized extension for Roger Goodell to continue as league com- commissioner. The sale of the Washington commanders is not formally on the NFL owners meeting agenda. The athletic is reporting that the topic more likely to be discussed during the league's spring meeting in Minnesota. Other topics likely to be discussed include proposed rule changes for the upcoming season. One of the new rules that has been proposed is the ability to make roughing the passer penalties subject to review or challenge. Would you like that? Ooh. Roughing the passer review? Yeah. That penalty is under review. Last year, that was a problem. It was. It was. Mm. The The National Football League is getting the word out to warn teams of a potential problem. The NFL sent out a memo to all clubs notifying them that a person who is not certified by the NFLPA may be attempting to persuade teams to enter into contract negotiations with Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson. Under league rules, teams can only speak with Jackson because he does not have an agent. The Players Association informed the league that Ken Francis, who is not a certified agent, may be contacting teams regarding Jackson. Francis and Jackson have denied any contact made to teams on the quarterback's behalf. This just keeps getting stranger and stranger, Travis. It really does. I don't get it. <laughs> it really does. A star running back is narrowing down his free agent destination. ESPN reports that Ezekiel Elliott has named the Jets, Eagles, and Bengals as the teams he'd like to play for. The 27-year-old says he wants to make a decision by the end of next week. If he joins New York, he'll be part of a backfield led by Brees Hall and Ty Johnson on the roster, also possibly Aaron Rodgers. Philadelphia recently signed Rashad Penny and is also Kenneth Gainwell on passing downs. The former Cowboy wants to play for Cincinnati. He'll join a squad led by Joe Mixon along with Chris Evans. Travis, of those three options, which do you think is best for Zeke? I mean, the Jets, they already yeah. the running back room already said that they don't want him. Oh, or, really? Yeah, they said they're good. We'll see what Aaron Rodgers has to say. <laughs> I mean, he is basically the GM of that team. Basically, so, more or less. He's not even on it, and he's the GM. Yeah, who is the who are the other two options? The Bengals and the Eagles. Ooh, Eagles, Eagles gets to go back div- to Dallas. <laughs> yeah, as a division rival. Uh-huh. I don't know. Just went to the Super Bowl. I don't know if that would fly, but I mean, I guess Cincinnati is pretty intriguing. Yeah, I mean, you'll be behind Joe Mixon, but I, I think they were looking to get rid of him or something. I don't think Zeke's a one, not anymore. He's got to come in short yarded situation, maybe some passing downs, and that's about it. Yeah. You know, he's he's the guy you bring in on a third and two. Right. That's it. And if he's expecting, if he's wanting to be anything more than that, then he is, again, out of his mind. Yeah. Uh, the value of MLB franchises is going up. According to Forbes, average MLB team value increased 12% over the past year to $2.32 billion with revenue increase 7.8% to $10.3 billion. The Yankees topped the list of teams published by Forbes as the most valuable franchise, following the Bronx Bombers are the Dodgers, the Red Sox, the Cubs, and the Giants. Yes, that's right. The Cubs are the fourth most valuable franchise, but they refuse to spend money on players. That's right. And uh, the Cardinals are the 10th most valuable. (laughs) And payroll went up. And payroll went up. uh, for your this, Cardinals? This offseason, that's what they said. Hey, that's that's a positive, Travis. Didn't say sign somebody. I didn't know. They, Wilson, that's about no. it. Nope. No. That's the only one. Mm. 
Only one. Michigan freshman guard Jet Howard is going pro. Howard, the son of Wolverines head coach and former NBA player Yuan Howard, announced Thursday that he will leave the program and enter the 2023 NBA draft. Howard exits after just one season in Ann Arbor, averaging 14.2 points in 29 games. The six foot eight wing is projected to be a mid to late first round pick. Travis, does this mean Yuan Howard's on his way out as well? Hmm. I, so. uh-huh. I think so. Uh-huh. And finally, Tom Brady is moving on to his next venture. The seven-time Super Bowl winning quarterback has acquired an ownership interest in the WNBA's Las Vegas Aces. Brady said in a statement that he has, quote, always been a huge fan of women's sports, end quote, and that he admires, quote, the work that the Aces players, staff, and the WNBA continue to do to grow the sport and empower future generations of athletes, end quote. 45-year-old retired from the NFL following this past season. Per the team's release, Brady's purchase will be subject to WNBA approval. Can't wait for the WNBA to say, no, we don't want Tom Brady anywhere involved in our sport. <laughs> yeah, and hopping then, on hopping on to the already the champs. Yeah. yeah, that's what Tom Brady does, right? And then purchase a steak and so, come on. That's your sports center. The he's the sports center. All right, so uh, let's take a look at the uh, women's college tournament, the Sweet 16 uh, tonight. Or it's actually this afternoon as well as it looks like Miami and Villanova will be starting in a little while as uh, they'll be uh, matched up in uh, the uh, Greenville Regional. And we also got LSU with a three-seed scoring off against the two-seed Utah. And also will be in uh, Greenville. We have in uh, Seattle the six-seed Colorado taking on the two-seed Iowa. And Iowa currently favored by uh, six points in this one. And the other game in Seattle tonight is the A-seed Old Miss as uh, they uh, took down uh, Stanford. And uh, they'll be taking on the five-seed Louisville there as well. And I believe it was Miami who took down Indiana. Yes, it was. As well. So that's the start of the uh, Sweet 16 tonight in the college basketball and girls' college basketball, women's college basketball. Saturday schedule whatever load up. There we go. The two seed of Maryland will be matched up with uh, the three seed of Notre Dame or bright and early at 10:30 tomorrow in Greenville. Also, uh, it's a uh, four seed UCLA against the number one overall seed of South Carolina. South Carolina favored by 16 and a half here. Are you taking that? Or are you taking UCLA? I'll I'll take South Carolina. Yeah. It didn't quite cover the No, other they didn't points, cover 49 and a half. No. No, but 16 and a half is a little bit more doable. Uh, UConn, uh, they are the two-seed. They'll take on the three-seed Ohio State. They'll also be in Seattle as well, and that'll be 3 o'clock on ABC. And Huskies are favored by 10 points in this one. When it comes to the NCAA tournament, Travis on the girls' side, mm-hmm. are you ready for this? One or two seeds have won 38 of the 40 NCAA tournaments. But one and two seats combined have a 78.5% chance to win this year's tournament. And ESPN's analytic has South South Carolina as the favorite. 48.6% chance to win this. That means the rest of the field has a 51% chance to win. Hmm. South Carolina on their own. Yeah. That's how much of an overwhelming favorite they are. Mm-hmm. And if you were to have some entertainment. Yes. South Carolina is minus 280. Ooh, that's not good value at all. No. <laughs> UConn's plus 750. They are the second best odds. Hmm. Plus 750. That is how much Carolina is expected to dominate. Wow. 
And again, until I see otherwise, I can't argue. Right. Hey, I have three of the four Final Four teams still alive. I think I do too. Bracket. Yes. I'm in the 85th percentile of the women's bracket. Oof. I won't say what I am. Uh, yeah, let me. Indiana's the only one that I got wrong. It makes me feel good. Yeah, I'm in 82.1%. Hmm. Uh, I missed. Uh, I need Utah to win tonight. I missed Stanford. I had Stanford going all the way to the final four. So that one, that one hurt me. Yeah, I had them losing to Iowa. And I had Indiana going to the Elite Eight. I am losing to Utah. But my final four, I still got I got three of my four, and I got my championship game. You know, I got South Carolina right, obviously, mm-hmm. and Notre Dame and Maryland. I called that matchup. Got Louisville all the way there. I uh, yeah, got Iowa, Ohio State, and UConn on the other side Ooh. of the bracket. Tennessee, got that one right. Utah right. And, yeah, Indiana getting knocked out. Yep. But, I'm- I missed uh, Tennessee. Right. I missed Tennessee. I missed Indiana. I missed Colorado, and I missed uh, S- Stanford. I had, I had uh, Virginia Tech losing out to uh, the USC, and USC got bounced in the first round. I have Virginia Tech going to the championship and losing to South Carolina. Yeah, Virginia Tech. That was uh, I forgot to mention it. I think it was last week when they opened up the rounds. But uh, you know how in the women's tournament they kind of open up. Oh yeah, Inter Sandman. Yeah, yeah, the NCAA wouldn't allow uh, Virginia Tech to play Inner Sandman. So the actual the student section sang Good for Inner them. Sandman. Good for them. So that was kind of cool that they uh, sang it. And uh, I was like, all right, you're going to ban it. Well, we're still going to bring Inner Sandman for you. So that was uh, kind of cool. And then uh, Sunday and Monday, I believe, will be the yeah. um, finals for the Elite Eight. Yep. For the women's side. Travis, I this is what I'm going to say. If South Carolina gets within 10 points of anyone, I will be shocked. Yeah. I mean, they're just such a better team than everyone else out on the court. They are. If, if they have a game within 10 points, I would be shocked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see the final four being close or the championship, but... I don't know. I still, I still got them double digits. Even against UConn? Even against UConn. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I, they're just a breed. They are. Great team. Great team. Trying to go undefeated. Yeah. Try to get it done. I know it gets harder. The further you go along, not only are you playing better competition, but the weight of it, I think, starts hitting mm-hmm. the players. Yep. But, hey, if someone upsets them this weekend, maybe it'll be on the top three from the weekend. Maybe. Possibly. Possibly. All righty. That's all I had for the women's tournament. All you had. South Carolina versus the field. All right. I'm still taking South Carolina. That's a pretty, uh, pretty, pretty safe, safe pick. Pretty safe. Yeah. yeah. But, hey, I think a lot of people would have said Purdue or Arizona were going to go far, too, and look what happened to them. So. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So uh, the only thing else is the this day in sports history in NASCAR. And MLB. And MLB, yeah. MLB course. preview. Yeah. Were you saving that for last? Yeah, I was saving the preview for last. Okay. 
What, what, where would you like to go next? Let's go. You're conducting this train. NASCAR. NASCAR. All right. We're at Coda Road. Coda, the Circuit of the Americas in Austin, Texas. It is a road course. First one of the year. Uh, there will be no cautions for stage breaks. There will be the choose rule. Uh, so strategy may actually play a hand in this. Um, broadcasting wise, Travis, there's going to be a special guest in the booth. Um, Chase Elliott is going to be in the booth uh, for for this race, which oh, will nice. be nice to see. You know, see how you know does he get up there? He's going to be on crunches, crutches the whole time. What's kind of see kind of what he's what he's dealing with as far as his injury goes. So. Hmm, but nice. uh, he will he will be there helping out with the broadcast. So, uh, but yeah, it's it's a road course. This last year is where Ross Chastain got his first career win, knocking AJ Allmendinger out of the way on the last turn, um, and kind of cementing himself as the guy, like a, a rising guy in NASCAR. Um, ruffled some feathers, but that's okay. He's a very aggressive driver, so that's, that's okay. That's how he drives. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah. We are we are at the Road America, or, or I keep saying Road America, but Circuit of Circuit the Americas. Of America. Yes, and Travis, I actually I have a little bit of entertainment for this weekend on, on the NASCAR races. Yeah. Yes, I'm going with long shots. Okay. Okay. So we'll start in the trucks. Trucks race tomorrow. I know you love the trucks. I do. Uh, it's a pretty stacked field in the truck race. Uh, Ross Chastain plus one thousand. He's like the fourth best odds. So I would go with Ross plus 1,000 to win that. Kyle Busch is also in that race as well. So, um, But, yeah, I'm going with Ross. In the Xfinity race, also got a lot of cup guys in there. Ty Gibbs is going to be in the race. William Byron, Eric Almarola, like a lot of cup guys will be in that that race as well. That'll be on Saturday. But I got Parker Kligerman. He's a decent road course racer, plus 3,000. He shows some speed this year. So uh, give me Parker Kligerman. And for the cup race, I got Michael McDowell, plus 3,000. Uh, accomplished road course racer. Uh, hasn't had the year starting off like he did last year where he was up, you know, in the, the top 20 in points. So looking to turn it around here. Uh, and he's very good on the road courses. So uh, I, I think Michael McDowell plus 30, plus 3,000 to win it. You can at least take a flyer on that. Take a flyer. Take a flyer. Okay. So, all right. Now we move on to our pickums, right? Yes. Okay. Let's we won't recap on. anything. We Let's won't recap anything. The pick but, I haven't but, won anything yet. But, Travis, this is your opportunity. Is it? Because I'm going out of the box. I'm going way out of the box. Because there's a lot of guys who are in this race who are not normal NASCAR guys. Because it's a road course. Yep. Come, some of those are Connor Daly, Indy car driver. He's going to be racing for the money team of Floyd Money Mayweather. Do you know Floyd Mayweather had a NASCAR yeah, I team? Him, I think so, you mentioned it, yeah. Yep. Uh, Kimi Raikkonen, a former F1 champion, is going to be in this race, racing for um, uh, Trackhouse in the 91. So he'll be a teammate to Ross Chastain and Daniel Suarez. That team won two road course races last year as a, as a whole team. Um, and then you've got Jensen Button, who is a uh, going to be in the Rick Rare Racing 15, but it's going to be prepared by Stuart Haas Racing, so that's a Stuart Haas car, um, and he's a, a accomplished road racer. But, Travis, I'm going with the guy who is going to fill in for Chase Elliott this weekend, and that is Jordan Taylor. Jordan Taylor, who is a 
uh, IMSA road course veteran. He's won the 24 hours of Daytona with Jeff Gordon. He has been looking forward to this and wanting to do a NASCAR race for a while. And with Chase Elliott's injury, he was one of the ones that was announced when Chase Elliott first went down that he was going to fill in for this race. So I'm a little questionable because it's his first time in a cup car. And also, it's all the, if you remember, all the Hendrick Motorsports crew chiefs are suspended because of that big penalty they had. So it's a backup crew chief with a backup driver who's never, ever raced in a cup car, but he's raced on this track before and won here before. Hmm. So, yeah, hmm. give me, give me Jordan Taylor. And Jordan he's a Taylor. great follow on social media. Jordan Taylor. Yeah. In 2018, 2016, his alter ego crashed the Fox broadcast to the point that Daryl Waltrip was calling for security to escort him out because he didn't know who he was. <laughs> That's great. That's great stuff. So, <laughs> great Plus, I won't stuff. get another chance to, to pick him because it's a one-off. Oh, also, Jimmy Johnson's in this race as well. So yeah, I do see that. Here Jimmy Johnson making a, a road course start, his second start of the year. Yeah. So, so I will go Jordan Taylor. Travis, who you Jordan got? Jordan Taylor here. All right. So uh, stepping out of the uh, box for yep. you. And uh, I just, I know there's more road coaches coming up. Yep. But, uh, I, just, I just need one to get on the board for my confidence. So I am going Michael McDowell. You're going McDowell. Mm -hmm. It's not where I thought you were going, but okay. He's pretty safe, safe he, pick for me. He is, he is. I, I like I said, he was my you know my long shot to win the whole thing. So, uh, yeah, I mean that's a that's a good pick. I, I don't mind that at all. I think if you were absoluting and and we weren't you know only doing one driver, I think the clear favorite this weekend, Travis, is going to be Kyle Busch. Because that is a car that won on two road courses last year. Kyle Busch has won on road courses in his career. It just seems like that team has momentum. So Kyle Busch may be the guy this weekend. But well, I couldn't go Kyle Busch. I know you couldn't. I'm just saying for all the fans out there, if you're wanting entertainment, Kyle Busch is not the favorite. Kyle Larson's the favorite to win it. So see what see what your entertainment value is on Kyle Busch. Right. And uh, Rossi won this last year. Yes. Yep. Yep. So. And I think he has second best odds when I looked this morning. So Yeah. Um, but, yeah, mm -hmm. Jordan Taylor and Michael McDowell, two names probably no one's heard of. So that's <laughs> great. Michael McDowell's a former Daytona 500 winner. Yeah, there you go. So, all righty. Sounds good, Travis. All right, sounds good. All right, so let's get to this day in sports history before we get to the preview. All right, we'll start with today, Travis, as uh, – on this date in 1992, Mario Lemieux reached 1,000 career points in his 513th game. Only Wayne Gretzky was faster to the milestone of 424 games. On this day back in 2017, Devin Booker scored 70 points, becoming the youngest player in NBA history to hit that mark at 20 years and 145 days. Unfortunately for Devin Booker, his 70-point effort came in a loss to the Celtics. Imagine scoring 70 and still losing. Right. And on this day back in 2001, Randy Johnson's pitch in the spring training game hits a bird in oh, mid-flight, really? sending feathers flying. Here's the interesting thing that a lot of people may not know. Do you know who was at the plate of that famous bird getting hit by a pitch from Randy Johnson? I probably should. It's Calvin Murray, the uncle of 2018 Heisman winner Kyler Murray. Really? Kyler Murray's uncle was at the plate. Hmm. 
random trivia for you if you <laughs> want to impress your friends over the weekend. Yeah, did not know that. Did you know Kyler Murray's uncle was at the plate when Randy Johnson hit a bird with a fastball? Hmm. Destroyed that bird. Really? That was this week, huh? Yeah, that was today. 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 On today. this day back in 2001. So 21 years ago. 22 wow. years ago. Hmm. Makes you feel old. Uh Tomorrow, March 25th in 1982, Wayne Gretzky became the first NHL player to score 200 points in a season. Gretzky would reach the milestone another three times in his career. No other player has ever had 200 points. That's incredible. March 25th, 1997, the Hartford Whalers announced that they will move from Connecticut following the 96-97 season. The team relocated to Raleigh, North Carolina, becoming the Carolina Hurricanes. How'd that work out? Hmm. Are they still a team? They're not a team anymore, are they? Who? The Hurricanes? That's the Thrashers. I'm thinking of the Thrashers. Yeah. On March 25th, 2008, at the Tokyo Dome in Japan, the Red Sox beat the A's 6-5 in what at the time was the earliest opener ever played. The game goes 10 innings with Manny Ramirez providing the decisive hit with a go-ahead two-run double in the top of the 10th. Manny Mm. being Manny. And on March 26th, which will be Sunday, UCLA beat Memphis State back in 1973, 87-66 in the final of the NCAA tournament. Bill Walton led the Bruins with 44 points, including going 21 of 22 from the field. Hmm. Yep. March 26, 1979, Larry Bird and Magic Johnson meet in the finals of the NCAA tournament. Johnson's Spartans prevailed 75-64 as Magic led all scorers with 24 points. And that was the last time a Big Ten team won the uh, whole dance. I'm I'm joking. That's a joke, people. Um, March 26, 2018, high school phenom Zion Williamson wins the 2018 Powerade Jam Fest and a sign of things to come for his basketball stardom in the fact that he can only dunk and not do anything else. <laughs> and finally, this is what Travis is going to remember. March 26, 2005. Illinois comes back from a 15-point deficit with four minutes remaining to force overtime and ultimately beat Arizona in the Elite Eight. Darren Williams led the Illini with 22 points and 10 assists. Yep. Yep. I remember that quite fondly. Uh, a lot of people I've heard say the greatest game in Illinois basketball history. For sure. So. 100%. And that happened March 26, 2005. To bat the ball away. Williams could tie it with a three. He goes! Oh! So, and here comes Bill Murray losing his mind. That was the last time Illinois basketball was popular. The greatest, the greatest moments ever, and it happened in DePaul. Yep. So, so it made it so special. The crowd was pretty well majority. That entire run, Illinois felt like was right there. Like they were in DePaul, and then they were in St. Louis. Like it felt like they never left Illinois. Mm -hmm. It was so magical. It was, and. Everywhere you looked, no matter where to, no matter where it was, you, you saw it was a sea of orange. Sean May. Yeah, I see that here on the on the side here. The last five minutes of the national championship game. James Augustine's down in foul trouble. Uh, oh well. We will always, we'll always have the elite eight game. The <laughs> comeback that. Uh, just down so much, and then the comeback of the century. Leave the memories alone. Remarkable. Yep, yep. Darren Williams in that big shot. Yep. Love it. Still, I'll argue Darren Williams the greatest Illini basketball player of all time, at least in my generation. Yeah. I think D. Brown did more for the the program, 
But as far as just player who went on to have success, Darren Williams. Right. I was going to say, I mean, Darren did have a long career. Long career. Never won a ring, but a long no. career. Nope. Uh, Never was a superstar, but he was a, a decent starter. Yeah. He had a year it's or two where it was like he was like, time. oh, Darren Williams is a guy. Like, And it was a year or two, and then that yeah. was it. Right. I mean, he's definitely the most significant person from that team for sure. Like, yeah. I mean, D did get drafted. He did play in the NBA for a little while. So did but Luther Head. Yeah, Luther Head, yeah. But that was with the Rockets. Yep. And I saw Roger Powell compete live in an ABA game. Yeah. I would say he was never like NBA stuff, no. but stuff like that. That ABA team was really good, though. It was the Rockford Lightning. They dominated. Yeah. Augustine went on to play in the NBA too. I think he was drafted by the Magic mm-hmm. or played for the Magic, right. I know. So, right. but yeah, definitely one of the most significant contributors for the Illini, Darren Williams, with what he did after his career was over as well. well Man, he was only a junior. He could have came back for 2006. Don't, I don't want to hear it, Travis. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I think the only two that were seniors were starters anyways were luther and roger mm-hmm. everybody else oh, could you imagine? Don't. <laughs> why are you taking me down this road now <laughs> you were the one who brought up the comeback it's the same year that we beat uh <laughs> was that wake forest and they were yep. number one yep with chris paul yep with chris paul mm-hmm. wake forest has never been the same since yeah not really nope no and the line i have never been the same since either hmm yeah, I, I I would argue that they haven't been the same since a few years after that, or I think it was 2007. Well, 2005. Certain something went down there, 2007. The Chiefs' last dance. Oh, well, yes, we all know that. We haven't been the same after that, the curse of the Chief. We haven't made it past the Sweet 16 since 05. Mm-hmm. So it's even worse than just 07. It's 05. Yep. We've had good teams at times. Mm-hmm. Past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Yep. We've been through it. I know. We don't need to go down I'll that road again. I'll keep bringing it up. We don't need to go down that road again. When we got we warm, fuzzy feelings, Travis. I got to bring up how we've fallen off cliffs. No, yes. you don't. You yes. really. It sets you back to reality of why that moment is so you special. Really don't. Because it's not as special if we are like a North Carolina and we're in the final four every other year? Um, I mean, I would argue that it makes it just as special, if not more, when we haven't really won since then because it's like we should have appreciated it in that moment. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's more special yeah. than if we were a basketball powerhouse who's going to the final four every right, year. Yeah. That, yeah, we were saying the same thing just with different words. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, so. I got there. Yeah, we – Still looking to get back to a Sweet 16 sometime in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Maybe Start the curse. Start the curse. Reverse the curse. Curse countdown. If you're hey, uh, yesterday on uh, someone's show or podcast, Lou Goody says he's coming back. Oh, did he? Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Yep. So yeah, Sincere Harris and Luke Goody are back on for sure. I'm. I don't know whether to get excited about these players saying they're coming back, <laughs> Travis, because this past year was not good. Well, like from Goody a culture was, standpoint, like when he was back on the floor, when he was healthy, Goody was 
decent offensively. I think he needs to work a little bit on yeah. his defense. But um, and I saw your guy RJ talking about how he's going to use the second half of that Arkansas game to propel him in the off season. Right. So. Kind of like how we all thought he was going to have a breakout yeah. season mm-hmm. when he only had mm-hmm. like a good half against the yep. last tournament. Yep. Like how well that worked out for uh, him. Very but, well. Yes. Um, absolutely. Hey, yeah, he's battled through it. I think I've given him enough slack. Yeah. So hopefully he turns it around and hopefully he comes back. Well, yeah. we'll see. Illinois basketball, the roller coaster never ends. We'll see. Yeah. It seems like it never does. We never get off of it. So. Nope. All right. So here we go. Well, Tired of talking about depressing things. Let's talk about a major league of baseball. Let's talk about the West divisions, the AL West and the NL West as well kicking off our MLB preview here on the starting lineup and we'll get our predictions for how these divisions finish as well and let's start in the American League West as that's where our reigning defending World Series champions are the Houston Astros of course Dusty Baker finally getting his championship ring you know the players here for the Astros Yardin Alvarez Alex Bregman Kyle Tucker and of course the big blow that Altuve got hit in the World Baseball Classic with his wrist and he's out for two months and David Hensley looks like he'll be uh, the internal option to take over there at a second base until Altuve can come back healthy and uh, this guy became a star in the playoffs as Jeremy Pena he took over for Carlos Correa and he was the ALCS MVP and the World Series MVP as well for Houston so I love Jeremy Pena's game and he was a youngster that really uh, carried them in the postseason with Alvarez uh, as well for Houston last year they did lose Justin Verlander in a free agency so that's going to be a big blow to the rotation they don't really have that number one ace guy uh, Farmer Valdez is good Christian Javier is good but Luis Garcia I think needs to be more consistently reliable and Hunter Brown is their top pitching prospect and he's probably going to be taking over sliding into that uh, fourth or fifth role as kind of replacing Verlander a little bit and Lance McCullers Jr. he's been battling some injuries and particularly in spring training he strained his right forearm muscle and he also missed the 2019 season after undergoing Tommy John and he set out the first four months of last season with a right flexor strain and of course he started game three of the World Series but got rocked by those Phillies five home runs but it's okay the Astros are still elite in the bullpen Ryan Presley closing it down and uh, they also did lose some other pieces as well. Esme Diaz went out and a veteran, Yuri Gurel, but they replaced Gurel with Jose Abreu from the White yep. Sox. Yep. He's now an Astro. So, yep. um, you know, Houston losing some people, and I think maybe Houston could uh, weather the storm yeah. a little bit. Obviously, they got, uh, they're stacked at the top of their lineup, uh, so maybe they can just, uh, you know, keep it going uh, until Otuve comes back. To me, I have three questions about uh, four questions about this Astros team. Mm-hmm. And that is, what Jose Abreu are you going to get? Sure. Can you weather the Altuve injury? Is your bullpen as good as it was, or has it taken a step back? Mm-hmm. And was Pena just a postseason thing? Or can he continue it throughout the entire season? Right. To me, those are the four questions the Astros have to answer. Yeah, that's fair. 
and uh, I'll see how the rotation holds up after Valdez and Javier. Uh, that's the one thing that I worry about with the uh, Astros' point of view and mm. the, un- the questionable health of uh, Lance McCullers Jr. Yep. Uh, there as well. And I am interested to see Abreu, see how well he does in Houston. Uh, the team that finished second in this division last year was the uh, Seattle Mariners. The young kids, they got it done. They reached the playoffs for the first time since 2001. They won the wild card series with uh, Toronto and uh, they uh, had it in game one of the ALDS. If you remember, they had the lead over the Astros 7-3 to three at one point, but then the Astros came back and then Alvarez had that walk-off home run. He had another home run in game two, and then it was a marathon 18-inning game, which Houston ended up winning one to nothing to uh, complete the sweep over Seattle in the ALDS. But, man, it looks so good how the playoffs would have changed. Obviously, it would have changed dramatically. It would have knocked out the World Series champs if Seattle would have got it done mm-hmm. in the playoffs. But uh, the young guys will try to get back there once again. And, of course, they have a superstar in Julio Rodriguez as he uh, exploded on the map. Also, they got some good young players as well offensively, Ty France and Cal Raleigh behind the plate. And France can play first base and third base as well. They do have some new additions to the club this year to Oscar Hernandez in a trade with the Blue Jays. They also acquired Colton Wong as well at second base. And A.J. Pollock will be a right-handed bat that Seattle may need. He's also a veteran guy as well. Their pitching staff was great last year. They had the eighth best ERA as a staff with 3.59 ERA and they had half a season of Luis Castillo as well. I liked them in Cincinnati and I love them there in Seattle as well and they got Robbie Ray as well. Uh, Bullpen was great last year with the starting rotation with that ERA. I'll see if it holds up uh, this season, and uh, we'll see if uh, Seattle can get back there after it was obviously a long playoff drought uh, for them being snapped last year. Yeah, and I I hope they do. I see this team as one of those teams on the rise. Mm-hmm, definitely, buy stock now in Seattle if you hadn't bought it. Yep. last year. And the team that finished the third in the, this division last year, it was the Los Angeles Angels. And you know the story I already mentioned in the top 100 rankings for ESPN. Number one was Shohei Otani. Number two was Mike Trout. But obviously we know the story we've been through right here on the show. Angels could not get it done with Mike Trout. Only one playoff appearance and hadn't won a single game during that uh, time frame and uh, this season again they tried to bring in some complimentary pieces they brought in Hunter Renfro and a Brandon Drury as a veteran guys they also had a Gio Israel and a Brett Phillips as well uh, bringing in a for LA offensively uh, one thing that Los Angeles hasn't been they haven't been healthy, including Mike Trout. He's played fewer than 70% of the Angels games over the last five years. Most notably, he missed the last four and a half months of la- or the 2021 season with a, a calf injury. And Anthony Rendon, after having a career year with Washington and winning the World Series with the Nationals in 2019, he signed here with the Angels. But he had a great start to his 2020 campaign and that shortened COVID year, uh, but then he battled some injuries after that, and he played 
in, uh, let's see, he played in 52 games that year. In 2021, he played in 58 games. And in 2022, last year, he only played in 47 games. So Anthony Rendon obviously needs to stay healthy as well if the Angels want any sort of shot here as well. I think two of the other big factors offensively will be a Tyler Ward. He plays in left field. He had a career-high 23 homers last year. We'll see if he can return to that form as well. He may have been injured or battled some injuries as well. And the first baseman, Jared Walsh, he needs to return to the 2021 form that he had that made him an all-star. He had 29 homers that year, 34 doubles and 98 RBIs in 144 games. But he's battled injuries last season and he only had 15 homers in 118 games. And he had to be shut down in late August and had surgery in early September for a thoracic outlet syndrome there so that's what he is recovering there I think the pitching it could be the one thing that could hold this team back obviously you have Otani that's great uh, you have a decent uh, closer but uh, everybody else Patrick Sandoval your second starter mm-hmm. Tyler Anderson he was newly acquired uh, this year Jose Suarez and Reed Detmers is your other starting five pitchers you also have lefty Matt Moore in the bullpen Aaron Loop as well man angels uh, offensively I think they could be all right I think they have a decent lineup now if uh, Ward and Walsh and all the guys can be healthy but uh, like I said besides Otani I don't really trust anyone in this nope. pitching staff really maybe nope. Tyler Anderson I think he had a good year for the Dodgers last year uh, but uh, we'll, we'll see if uh, anybody else besides Trout and Otani can help this team move forward in the West mm-hmm. against already Seattle on the uptick. The Astros, of course, are the Astros yep. uh, as well. So uh, we'll see what happens for mm-hmm. the Angels this year. Mm-hmm. Um, the team that finished in fourth were the uh, Rangers. They were big spenders the last two off seasons. They spent nearly $800 million dollars. Of course, on Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon were two of the big pieces that they uh, spent on last year. They also added Martin Perez and John Gray last year, uh, but that only was good enough to get them a 68 and 94 record. Yep, their sixth straight losing season, and so uh, those two moves didn't work out. And so it cost their do? manager. Yeah, they did. Yep. And so what do you do? You spend more money. Spend more money. You make yeah. more moves, and they went out in a bit and got the biggest pitching fish of them all, and that's Jacob Degrom, as he signed with the ball club this year. They also picked up Nathan Avaldi as well, Andrew Henney for the pitching staff in the bullpen, and they got Will Smith, and they also signed Clint Frazier as well. And Degrom is the best pitcher when he's healthy, but yep. that is the big problem: is health. He played in only 11 games last year. 15 the year before, and in 2020, 12 games. Just injuries galore. He's had shoulder injuries, forearm, side issues, hamstring, running out of ground ball. He also has had neck issues as well. So uh, Jacob deGrom, best pitcher, but he's got to be healthy. Talks about his health entering this season. Questions of if he was (laughs) going to start opening day. Turns out he is, Mm -hmm. but... Yeah, that's uh, when he's healthy, one of the best pitchers in the league. Mm-hmm. That's a big if. Yeah, so I think the starting pitching is uh, held down there with the, you know, DeGrom, Perez, Gray, Evaldi, and Henny there. And, you know, offensively, besides Seeger and Simeon, they do have some young prospects 
as well. I know their third baseman could be in contention for the rookie of the year as well, that they're hoping for big things. But, um, you know, offensively, I think this is what could hold the Rangers back from doing big things here yep. in the uh, West and the health, obviously, yep. of the Grom. And then in the cellar, in the deep cellar, that's the Oakland A's currently in Oakland. Maybe not for very Maybe long. Maybe not for very long. They could be uh, joining their brother in, in Vegas with the Raiders, but we'll have to see what happens there. Uh, the A's, they're trash. Uh, last year, you know, and this year, they're going to be even worse. They traded away uh, one of their only lone stars on the team, catcher Sean Murphy. Uh, he went with the Braves. I believe that was a three-team deal there. So expect them to ship off more veterans uh, this year uh, as well. And them themselves could be shipped off to Nevada very soon mm. uh, as well. So uh, that's about it, you know. Yep. You get, you get what you uh, – you attend there. You have a trash stadium, and you have a trash team. Which one of the lowest payrolls in baseball? I feel bad for because when the A's are good, they do have fans that come out. Mm-hmm. It's not like these other teams we see, like Pittsburgh, for example, where fans just don't show up hardly ever. When the A's are good, fans show up. The problem is, like you said, the stadium is garbage. Mm-hmm. So, and the uh, city won't build a new yep. one or whatever. Yep. So, all right, have we come to the point yep. of the uh, picks oh, yeah. of the Ale West? Yep. All right, here we go uh, from the uh, bottom up. Yep. You want? Do you want to say you're? You're? I, I bet we probably have the same team in the bottom. Mm-hmm. The A's. Yeah. 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 They're in fifth place. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Probably more than likely we'll have the worst record in baseball. By a mile, yeah. I'm going to go by a mile, but I'll say by a little bit. Yeah. Okay. You want me to go to my number four? Mm -hmm. Number four, I got the Rangers. Mm -hmm. I, I can't trust this team. You can spend all the money you want. You're not in New York. That doesn't work in Texas. I mean, I know it's majority two big players, but they still... 68 and 94. Yeah. And you spent all that money. Yeah. And that's and, the best you can do. And this offseason, you spent money on what? A pitcher who's maybe health is a concern, who even if healthy is pitching once every five games. Yeah. That's even if DeGrom is perfect, that's still going to maybe get you an extra 15 wins. Right. Yeah. 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 So I would agree here. I also have the uh, Rangers in uh, fourth as well. You know, with. They do have some no names offensively with mm-hmm. the young players that they have, so who knows? They could surprise uh, some people. But uh, as we stand right here, right now, before opening day, yep. I can't pick them higher than fourth yep. uh, here, even with Degrom. Third, I got the Angels. Third, the Angels. I got bit by them last year. I'm not making the <laughs> same mistake again. <laughs> They have the two best players in baseball, but they can't put a team together to save their life to win games. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number three here is Seattle. Ooh. Yep. Yeah, I'm picking the Seattle to take a small step back uh, with the young players uh, that they have. And the pitching maybe not as good 
as it was last year. So I've been taking a little step back. I'll see if they still make the playoffs. They still have a chance, obviously, with the third wild card. Mm -hmm. uh, but I have them in third here. I have the Mariners in second place. Mm -hmm. I don't think that they will take that big of a step back. Uh, they may take a small one, but I, 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 I still don't trust any of the teams below them to get much better because they haven't proven it yet. Yeah. At least Seattle proved it last year by getting better and making the playoffs. Mm -hmm. So I'll have Seattle at two. Yeah. And call me a, call me a fool. I will. Travis, you're a fool. <laughs> I got the Angels in second. You're living off of that that World <laughs> Baseball am. Classic rush of I that am. moment of Trout and Otani yep. and thinking, these are the two best players in all of baseball. And it's like, yeah, they have been for I the totally past am. four years. And what have they gotten? Nothing. Yep, I totally am. <laughs> you're 100% correct. <laughs> uh, uh, I got the Astros at one, obviously. Yeah, I would agree. I got the Astros as well, number uh, one. I, I think even with the question marks, we, like we mentioned, they're still the best team in the West. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think by by a little while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would I would agree. I, I think they will weather the storm just good enough to get by without Altuve mm -hmm. there. And I do think Pena wasn't a one-hit wonder. I think he continued that into the regular season. So uh, that's also why I have them at a number one here in the AL West. So uh, they're back in to the playoffs after yep. winning the World Series. All right, so now let's go to the National League West here, and uh, that's where we have the number one team that last year, the LA Dodgers, as uh, they won 111 games. That was the tied for the fourth most in baseball history. They won the division for the ninth time in the past 10 seasons, but... What did they do in the playoffs? Well, they got that bye, and they lost to the Padres in the NLDS, and they only win one game. So they lost 3-1 to one to San Diego last year. Uh, they did lose several people. Like I mentioned, Tyler Anderson, he went to the Angels, and uh, they lost Trey Turner. That was a big one as he signed with Philly. They lost Justin Turner, a staple there at third base. He went uh, to uh, Boston. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even know this yesterday that uh, joining him in uh, Philly was Craig Kimbrell. They lost Craig Kimbrell yeah, from yeah. last year's squad. Yep, yep. I didn't even know he signed with the Phillies. Well, or maybe I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they also added uh, J.D. Martinez. They signed him and Miguel Rojas as well. They added David Peralta, Noah Syndergaard as well. And they signed Jason Hayward to a minor league contract as well. Yeah. So You can still get cut. The championship so, pedigree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, they thought that losing Trey Turner wasn't going to be quite as bad. They were going to soften that blow a little bit with Gavin Lux, but he uh, tore his ACL running to third base mm -hmm. early in spring training, so he's going to miss the entire uh, 2023 season, and they'll fill that slot with Miguel Rojas, and he's a great defensively. I think that's what his calling card is. So, obviously, Trey Turner. We know how hot he was in the World Baseball Classic, and he can he can hit, he can steal bases as well, and that was a big blow mm -hmm. that Galvin Lux is going to be out. It is. Uh, but, of course, you know, the big players here as well, Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Max Muncy, and Max is actually going to slide in to play third base this year to uh, replace Justin Turner. I believe Muncy's been 
played there a few times uh, before. And they also have Clay Thompson's brother, Trace Thompson, as well, of course, offensively. Uh, pitchers, you know who, who it is, Julio Urias, Tony Goslin, Noah Syndergaard, newly added, and Clayton Kershaw as well. And I didn't even realize this until I did some further digging and further investigating that uh, Kershaw should be uh, healthy for the uh, start of the season because he did not pitch in the World Baseball Classic after committing to do so. And at the time, he didn't give any specific details. He said it was disappointing. He said that this was probably going to be his last chance to pitch for Team USA as Kershaw is older now. And he said that um, the Dodgers gave him the blessing and that he said that he wanted to, but rumor and innuendo, the scuttlebutt is uh, that he failed to secure an insurance policy to protect the Dodgers in case of an injury, according to an LA Times report. Mm. So uh, maybe that's why he did not pitch for the Team USA in the WBC. Mm. So, uh, and then the bullpen, I don't think is as strong as it once was. Uh, they do have some strong candidates there, but not as many household names as uh, you remember with Jansen and Kimbrell mm-hmm. and uh, teams like that or guys like that. So uh, L.A., 111 wins. What do you do? And then after a disappointing run in the postseason. Yep. Yep. Then the uh, Padres, uh, they uh, finished a two here. They earned a wild card berth for the second time in the last three seasons. And prior to 2020, they hadn't had a winning season since 2010, and they hadn't made the playoffs since getting bounced in the the playoffs by the Cardinals in 2006. Mm -hmm. Of course, you know the story. They acquired a Juan Soto as well and a Josh Hader from the Brewers. They did lose Josh Bell, Brandon Drury, Will Myers, Seth Mahina, and Micah Clevenger. As well, they spent some serious coin in the offseason, both signing players and extending players that they already have. Of course, they kind of came out of nowhere, left field, literally, and signed Xander Bogarts. Yep. 11 years, $280 million contract this offseason. And uh, they also extended Manny Machado, 11 years, $350 million. They extended Joe Musgrove, five-year, $100 million and extended you Darvish as well, six years, $108 million Still don't understand that As one. well. So uh, they gave some big money to the players already on their team. Yep. And I forgot all about it. They acquired Nelson Cruz yep. as well. Yep. They also got Odor, uh, Michael Waka, Seth Lugo, and the biggest one of them all. Matt Carpenter. There you go. Matt Carpenter. <laughs> I saw one that was projected to start in right field. <laughs> and uh, then, of course, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., he still has a little bit of time left on his 80-game suspension. He's eligible to return on April 20th, and when he returns, he's projected to actually start in the outfield mm. because it's crowded there in the infield with signing of Bogarts and a Kim who have filled in, filled in for him quite nicely yep. uh, there. They don't want to move him uh, anywhere else or they don't want to uh, move him out of the lineup and they want Tatis back in there. So uh, he's projected to be an outfielder uh, when he returns. I don't know if I love that, but that's what San Diego is going to roll with. Yeah. Yeah, but you're wanting Tatis for his bat more so than anything. Sure. So put him wherever you need to put him. 
especially if you're going to have professional DH Matt Carpenter in there. So well, in I mean professional DH Nelson, Nelson Cruz. Cruz. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I don't want him out in the outfield. You don't need a, you don't need anyone else at DH. Those those two guys got you covered. Yeah, right. So uh, that's what the Padres are looking to uh, stack up. Got some ring chasers this on season. There. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the other teams in the West, uh, the Giants. They had a disappointing season, right? In 2021, they had 107 wins, 107-55 record. They won the division, obviously. Then they slid back to 500 last year, 81-81. and And this has been quite the roller coaster of an offseason for the Giants, right? There was a report of uh, they signed Aaron Judge. That did not happen. Mm-hmm. They uh, thought they signed Carlos Correa and mm-hmm. failed physical. That did not happen. So uh, disappointing offseason, to uh, say the least. And then uh, they uh, uh, lost uh, Brandon Belt to free agency. And they also lost Carlos Rondon to a free agency as well. They did sign Michael Conforto and Mitch Herringer in the outfield. They acquired Seth Mahina there and Ross Stripling as well. And they also got a player from the Twins as well, Taylor Rogers, And he's joined his twin Tyler Rogers in the bullpen this year. So we got a little Rogers and Rogers connection. A little Rogers neighborhood. Hanging out in the bullpen. Mr. Rogers neighborhood <laughs> back there. Of course, they still have Jock Peterson, uh, franchise stalwart, uh, Brandon Crawford, uh, Joey Bart uh, behind the plate, and uh, Yastrzemski as well in the outfield mm-hmm. as well for the Giants. But uh, really disappointing. I mean, obviously weren't going to figure that you would win 107 wins last year in 2021. Right. But then – uh, being back to 500 after that, yeah, kind of disappointing. Like 2021 but season came completely out of nowhere. Did. Yeah, it, it, I don't think it was a trend; it was an oddity. Right. Yeah, and I mean, gosh, with the uh, Padres and Dodgers and Padres making moves last year, so maybe it was not surprising uh, that much to take a big step back. Uh, the uh, Diamondbacks also here, uh, they won 74 games last year. That's their highest win total since 2019. I like three of their five starters, uh, Zach Gallian, Muriel Kelly, and Madison Bumgarner. Other ones are a little uh, shaky. Uh, there are They haven't committed to a closer as of yet. Uh, they're kind of going by committee here as uh, Andrew Chafin, who signed with them in the offseason, and Mantiply as well. He was a first-time All-Star last year, and they also have Mark Melanson as well. But they haven't committed to a closer as of yet. And uh, they do have some good uh, young prospects. But, uh, again, you're playing in a division with the uh, – the Dodgers and the Padres are getting beat up almost every night. So, um, yeah, at least have a chance with uh, those three on the mound. But mm-hmm. um, it could be tough sledding for Arizona uh, again this year. Uh, Colorado, uh, they're here as well. Um, Chris Bryant only played in 42 games yep. in 2022. So uh, they're already off to a rocky start this uh, this season. Brendan Rodgers likely gone after having surgery on his left shoulder. Randall Gritchick has a sports hernia, and he had surgery on that. He's expected to miss six to eight weeks, so already off to a bad start there. Uh, Of course, they do have Charlie Blackman, C.J. Crone, uh, Ryan McMahon. Those are about the only names that I recognize uh, here on at least the starting lineup besides Chris Bryant as well, obviously, but uh, they need him to stay on the field. Yes, 100% so, they do. Uh, Rockies, are they down with the Rocks 
in the division. We'll see. We'll see. All right, so uh, let's do them. Let's uh, right. do it from the bottom up in the NL West. Who do you got at number five? I got the D-backs at five. D-backs? Yep. Okay. I just, again, they're another team that I just don't trust. They, with the, the Dodgers and the Padres being what they should be, and Padres obviously getting better, someone's going to end up getting beat up in this division. And I, I, I think the D-backs, while they did make improvements last year, I don't know if that was a blip or a trend. So right. I'll just say it's a blip for now. And so I also have Colorado finishing in the bottom as well from my number five. I have the Rockies at four. Oh, you have the Diamondbacks. I have the D-backs at five, Sorry. yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't listening. those two are irreplaceable. I mean, you know, I, I just think Chris Bryant gets healthy. He will help that team, but not enough to make any significant impact. These two teams could finish a game separated from each other. Like, right. uh, they're insignificant. Mm-hmm. So my number four is the Giants. Oh, Travis. Okay. Pretty decent pitcher, pitchers at the top as well, but, um, you know, what is this? This is an odd year, so they're going to have a down year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that ended in 2021 when it they did. won 107 games, but it did. You, you can believe it. I can use that logic. Huh. Number four. I got the Giants at three. Again, they just seem like this year's just going to be a middle-of-the-pack kind of team. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. To me, the the separation between the top two and everyone else in this division is like the Grand Canyon. Right. So, it doesn't really matter to me where you have the bottom three placed. Yeah. I, I could kind of kind of see that of any sort of, like, stick them in a hat, shake mm-hmm. it up, and you pull it out in any one of the bottom three. Yeah. You could, but I have uh, Arizona at a number three. You're a believer. Yeah, I'm a believer. In what? The young talent that they have. They have young talent. It's not household names by any means. But, right. Okay. But I'll take your word for it. And, I mean, I'm not saying it's a distant third. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> with the other You still teams. believe in the Grand Canyon <laughs> yes. theory that, okay. Right, All right. E- exactly. All right. I, I don't think they'll be anywhere close sniffing playoffs. But, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I got right. them distant third. Distant I'm third. not that much of a big believer. I'm not that crazy. I got, Travis, I got the Padres at two. Yeah. Yes, they have made significant upgrades. However, I believe the hype last year. And it didn't pan out. If it wasn't for that Juan Soto trade, they were going to miss the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And it's only because Juan Soto came in that they made it. Right. So I just don't know what it is, but it feels like the chemistry on this team just cannot click. It can't all click at the right time together. Their Their staff concerns me a little bit. Their offense, I think they could put up 10 runs a game if they wanted to. Yeah. The problem is I don't know if their pitching staff can hold people under eight. Mm-hmm. So I got them at two. I still think that they are, pure talent-wise, the best team in the division. Mm-hmm. I think they'll give the Dodgers a run for their money, but I, I got to put them at two because they just haven't proven it yet. Right. Yep. Yeah. I totally feel you. The one place that they did prove it is in the playoffs. They beat them in the playoffs, mm-hmm. so that's where I have the Dodgers. I have them at number two. I think that they're they're more vulnerable than they have been 
in the past uh, few years. And, you know, just like the Giants having a steep drop-off from the uh, 107 wins, Dodgers they'll have a little drop-off as well. I don't think they win 100 games this season. I have the Dodgers at one, and the reason why, Travis, is until you knock the big dog off the hill, they're still the big dog on the hill. Sure. They did it in the playoffs, yes, but that is different than winning the West. Yeah. So I know the Giants beat them. As we said, that was an oddity from the Giants. Nobody saw that coming. Mm-hmm. So other than that, the Dodgers have dominated this division. They have, yeah. So until someone it's about can, time. And, right. I'm not saying, but until someone proves that they can knock them off, I – like I said, last year, if you went back and listened to this show, I was 100% on the Padres. I had them going <laughs> to the World Series. I had them winning the division. I had them winning 100 games. And yeah. it, I just can't believe it anymore mm-hmm. until yeah. they prove it. Right. So, Hey, that's fair. You know, you got burned by them, so yep. you, you don't want to pick them. Uh, that's all right. I'll pick them as I got them win the division. And I don't think the Dodgers missed the playoffs. I think they'll still make it. Uh, but the Padres will win the West here. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that scares me is when you pay all these guys mm-hmm. their their money, it's uh, maybe not as much motivation to play as yep. hard, yep. or sometimes the, it's a little disappointing. The other thing that concerns me is the reception of Tatis when he comes back. Being out due to injury because of a motorcycle thing that was not baseball-related, and then having the suspension... And when that happened, you had people in baseball saying how disappointed they were and how they didn't want to be his teammate. Now, all this stuff. Yeah. What is that going to cause? Right. Yeah. I mean, I think he'll be uh, booed everywhere else, but I think you got to support him as your your home base. So uh, I think the reception will be all right. I, I think the fans, yes. But what I'm saying is in that clubhouse. Sure. Especially if he comes back and isn't up to snuff and isn't performing well. As you said, they already had someone who replaced him. Mm-hmm. Now you're moving him to a position that he is not his primary position just to get right. him on the field. And if you're doing that and then he comes out and lays an egg or gets off to a slow start. Right. Yeah, I think that you know you got to utilize his range that he has a shortstop there, but then you go out and you sign Bogart yep. for some reason and take up that shortstop spot. So... I don't know. Yeah, that that does scare me a little bit as well with him switching out to the outfield being effective, but and and just the like you said, Travis, you paid these guys a lot of money. Who's the alpha? Who's the who's the locker room leader? Who's the leader in that clubhouse? Mm, I think you have to turn to Machado, right? I would think so. But if I'm paying Bogarts when I'm paying him. If we get down, I'd want him to step up. He's got championship pedigree. You know, he's got he's made playoff runs with the Red Sox when they were good. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, you got Fernando Tatis, who out of the three of them, he's the only one that's been on the cover of MLB, the show. That's right. So he could make an argument. Entering last season, would you not say he was probably the most prolific player in baseball? He was the one with the most hype yeah, the and most the most hype. backing behind him? Mm-hmm. Yep, he did have a lot of hype. So... That's a lot of egos that you're trying to manage in one clubhouse. It's true. Whereas the Dodgers have a lot of egos, but they've done it. And they've done it for years. And mm-hmm. they know how to do it. Yeah. 
It's true. Plus, you throw in a Nelson Cruz and a Matt Carpenter who are, who are there looking for rings. That's all they're there to do. Sure. It just, the locker room chemistry of that Padres team has me a little shaky. That's yeah. all. I mean, that's totally fair uh, questions. I do still think that they could lose the Dodgers by a game. Like, right. I, I, I'm not expecting there to be a big gap between these two. In oh, fact, yeah, no, I'll say it now, know. I have both these teams making the playoffs. Yeah, so, I think that's pretty safe to say. Yeah. I, have, I have that too. So. If one of these two teams do not make the playoffs, it would be a shocker. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I would completely uh, agree with that. All right, so uh, there we go. Uh, there is our AL and NL West. The previous for the MLB season opening day is next Thursday, and we'll be back next week to uh, preview the East and the Central. The East will be up first. Before we get out of here, Travis, want your gut reaction. Miles Michael is two-year extension. You happy with it? Yeah, I'm okay with that. Okay. I'm good with it. Michaelis opening day starter. You happy with that? Yeah. Yeah. That's the one I would have went with, too. Yeah. There's a lot of, by the way, and we'll talk more about this Monday. We don't need to talk about it now, but there's a lot of good pitching matchups for opening day. Eight Cy Youngs. Is there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Including DeGrom and Aaron Nola. Mm, yeah, that's a good one. That's a nice one. Yeah. Uh, they're, baseball's trying to, and Major League Baseball said they're trying to drum up interest, so they've announced all the opening days. Max Freed, Patrick Corbin. Mm, that's good. Logan Webb, Garrett Cole. Mm-hmm. Kyle Gibson, Corey Kluber. Mm-hmm. Corbin Burns, Marcus Stroman. Scherzer Alcantara. Ooh, that's yeah, a great one. right? Great one. Uh, Otani, Kyler Miller. I, they're, they're playing <laughs> Oakland. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Bieber Castillo. Uh, it seems like a good one. So, yeah, there's, there's some pretty good opening oh. day pitching matchups. <laughs> Freed and Patrick Corbin. Yep. Travis is already thinking about his homers. <laughs> Who's going to hit a homer for the brace? Only it was Kuna. on a Tuesday. I know. Dinger Tuesday coming we'll try, back. We'll try and remember this year as opposed to just the four times we did it last year. And I think we only picked like once or twice, right? Uh, yeah, something like that. Hey, it's difficult. It is. There's a lot of players out there. Yeah, it's like trying to find a needle in a haystack. I think it's worse. Maybe so. All right, so we'll we'll get out of here for the uh, day, for the uh, weekend, and we'll be back on Monday to a preview of the East Division. So stick around for that. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for downloading. We will be back on Monday. Have a great rest of your weekend. Peace out. <laughs>